COVID-19 Small Business Guidance and Loan Resources. Are you a small business? Do you need some relief from the coronavirus? Well, at sba.gov, they have an application for that. It's called a Small Business Guide and Loan Resource. The health and government officials are working together to maintain the safety, security, and health of the American people. Small businesses are encouraged to do their part to keep their employees, their customers, and themselves healthy. Our nation's small businesses are facing an unprecedented economic disruption due to the COVID-19 outbreak. On Friday, March 27th, the president signed into law the CARES Act, which contains $376 billion in relief for American workers and small business owners. To learn more about those options, go to sba.com. Gov. Find out if you are eligible for this loan. The CDC offers the most up-to-date information on COVID-19. So this interim guidance is going to be based on what is currently known about the disease of 2019. So you can find out your eligibility as well as the COVID-19 guidelines. SBA.gov. Happy Thursday, everyone, and welcome back to my podcast, Grab It Quick News. This is the seventh episode of season three and the fifth podcast during the coronavirus. So we have three episodes left of this season. I know it's so bittersweet. I always have so much fun with you guys. So I want to give a big thanks to everyone who's listening. Huge shout out to everyone who is writing and taking the advice. So let's get started. Gentle reminder, if you ain't that adult age, which is 18 or over, you shouldn't be listening to this without your mama and your daddy's consent. Let's get it. Coronavirus could be sexually transmitted by recovering patient, new research shows. This was published May 8th of 2020 at 2 p.m. Eastern Time by Rupert Steiner. The survival of SARS-CoV-2 in a recovering patient semen maintains the likelihood to infect others, the study warns. The coronavirus disease, also known as COVID-19, could be transmitted through sexual intercourse, a new study has concluded, prompting fears of a new way the disease could be spread. The virus was found in the semen of a small number of men who had tested positive for the coronavirus at a hospital in China. Doctors at China's Shangqi Municipal Hospital analyzed the sperm of 38 men and found SARS and COVID-2 in some of their semen. The study was based on a small sample size, so more work would need to be done to establish whether the coronavirus can be sexually transmitted. If so, this would be a worrying development because it means the disease could be transmitted human to human beyond respiratory droplets and contact. 
The results are at odds with other small studies also conducted in China in February and March, which did not find traces of the disease in the semen of men who had tested positive for the coronavirus. The research, which was published on Thursday on the International Peer-Reviewed General Medical Journey, or JAMA Network, stated, we found that the SARS-CoV-2 can be present in the semen of patients with COVID-19 and SARS-CoV-2 may still be detected in the semen of recovering patients. This study is limited by the small sample size and the short subsequent follow-up. Therefore, further studies are required with respect to the detailed information about virus shedding, survival time, and concentration in the semen. A total of 50 patients were identified for the study, which reported that 12 were unable to provide a semen specimen because of erectile dysfunction, being in a comatose state, or dying prior to the recruitment. The results showed a total of 38 patients were enrolled for semen testing. Of those, 23 participants, 60.5%, had recovered, and 15, 39.5%, were at the acute stage of infection. Tests found that six patients, 15.8%, had positive results for the SARS-CoV-2, including four of the 15 patients, 26.7%, who were at the acute stage of infection, and crucially, two of 23 patients, 8.7%, who were recovering, which the study warns is particularly noteworthy. If it could be proved that SARS and COVID-2 can be transmitted sexually in future studies, sexual transmission might be a critical part of the prevention of transmission, especially considering the fact that SARS-CoV-2 was detected in the semen of recovering patients, the report stated. Therefore, to avoid contact with the patient's saliva and blood, may not be enough since the survival of the SARS-CoV-2 in a recovering patient's semen maintains a likelihood to infect others. Last month in France, new evidence showed nicotine could be preventing smokers from catching the coronavirus-borne COVID-19, but the data also showed once caught, the disease is more serious if the patient is a smoker. CDC tips and reminders for coronavirus updated. The CDC is now recommending that people wear face masks in public places when entering public places like stores, public transit, post offices. It is mainly to prevent those who are asymptomatic or those who have symptoms from spreading the virus. Although our current president says he won't be wearing one, because we suspect it's going to probably be orange from spray tan, the First Lady has contradicted him issuing a statement everyone should be following who in CDC guidelines. No face mask? Got sewing skills? Joann's Fabrics is issuing free mask making materials. So just go to your local Joann's or check out their online face mask tutorial on how to make an effective face mask on YouTube. 
The CDC still recommends that we eliminate face touching and our finger transfers the virus to our nose, our eyes, and our mouth 12 times per hour to eat lots of great leafy greens and fruits high in vitamin D, vitamin C because it will help boost our immune systems. We should also be hand washing. So we should be tripling our hand washing. So if you wash your hands three times a day, it should be six times a day. If you do six times a day, then make it nine times a day but you wanna wash your hands properly. And the key is to concentrate on the fingertips and wash for 20 seconds. And remember, friction, friction, friction. We wanna still get enough sleep. We still need seven to eight hours per night. We need to exercise at home regularly. We could aim for 30 minutes every other day, or we could do 15 minutes every day. Handshakes and hugs are canceled. So remember, handshaking and hugging can transfer 10 times more germs than a fist bump. So we're gonna disinfect our surfaces by using the spray wipe spray method. We're gonna improve our air quality by getting a humidifier because viruses dislike humid air. And we're also going to do a namaste. We're gonna meditate because meditating is known to support and boost your immune system. All right, Team Grabbit, we have reached the second half of my podcast. That is answering letters from my beautiful friends who have wrote me. Again, I'm not a therapist, so this is just me giving you some real shit. You know what I'm saying? Like just some real advice. So I want to thank everybody once again. So let's get started. The first letter is from a female who is in Colorado. She writes, Dear Jessica... My state is not on lockdown, and I see tons of people not wearing masks or caring if they infect other people. It is making me stress out because I'm a single mom and I have three kids. I have to go out to get their supplies and I let them stay home. Do you have any advice during these wild and wacky times? Well, female in Colorado, I want to apologize that your stress level and your anxiety level, it feels like it's through the roof. I want to also say that I'm right there with you. Um, I'm noticing around the country, because of some political unrest, that people feel like that, hey, you know, we don't have to wear masks. We don't have to do the social distancing. We don't have to do any of that. And I want to stress that it is very important that we still continue to wear face masks, gloves, and practice social distancing. I also want to make sure that I am very vocal when I say that this is not a political issue. This is a health crisis issue. So when you say it like that, it should bring to mind, you know, some things, which is this is about your health. And if you need to be a little more aggressive and you need to say, excuse me, I'm practicing social distancing. I need you to be six feet away from me. Then you do that. If that means you need to um, hold the store, local store owners in your in your place accountable, then you do that. And how we do that. And I know you guys are going to think I'm crazy, but it worked for my mama. It worked for her mama. You know what I mean? Write letters. Writing letters 
works. The reason writing a letter works is because it is basically a contract on paper where it's your issues and it's your grievances and it's also it can be used as a historical piece of paper so let's say this you wrote this letter during this pandemic 50 years um you know in the future oh there's a lady who wrote a letter about the pandemic and how she felt about it so that's why writing a letter is the best way to go it's concrete as far as you saying what you need and no one can deny that you wrote that letter. So if I were you, I would try to de-stress it by writing letters to my local community um, stores, um, asking them if they could put signs up that says, you know, please do not come inside without a mask. I would then even go step further to see if they have set up, you know, designated times. I know Kroger has set up times where between the hours of 8 and 10, the elderly get to shop. And then between the hours of 10, you know, 10 a.m. and on, we can shop. So it may also just be about you prioritizing your routine as well. Um, for me, I if I have to go out, I always make sure that I have hand sanitizer, gloves, and a mask. And I always make sure that I am looking above me, below me, and on the side of me. Because a lot of these supermarkets have now started to enforce different rules. Like, you know, um, Save You More has a rule now where they have one-way aisles. So you can only go one way. And I didn't realize it. And somebody said, hey, this is a one-way aisle. And I got a little perturbed. And I looked down and I said... You're absolutely right. I apologize. Turn right around and did it. I've had some people get very close to me without a mask and I've had to politely tell them, excuse me, I don't know about you, but I want to make sure that we're practicing social distancing. And I remember one time I had an older gentleman, you know, he, you know, thought I was being funny. And I said, no, sir. I said, I'm doing this for you. I said, you're, you're in your eighties. I'm not. I said, I could get sick, but you could end up dying. I said, that's why I'm doing it. And once I explained that to him, that I'm taking this serious, it kind of hit him. And that's really what you're going to have to do, ma'am from Colorado. You're going to have to really vocalize how you feel, not your fears, but the facts. And the facts is that we're in a public health crisis. People need to be wearing masks and gloves. People need to be helping hospitals and making face masks and donating PPE if they can't make it. And they all need to be practicing social distancing. If they can't do that, then if that means you've got to drive 45 minutes to a place where they do do that, I would suggest doing that because Nothing is more valuable than you at this moment. You're a mother and a mother is a queen and your children are your crown and glory in your in your crown, right? So if you end up getting sick or hurt because, you know, you didn't want to be inconvenienced a little 45 minute drive, you know what I mean? So just be very mindful about that, that change very seldom happens with people who are supposed to be doing it it happens with the moms who are fed up it happens with the dads who are fed up it happens with the kids who are fed up so you remember that okay so I want you to stay positive maybe get a bottle of wine and de-stress okay thank you so much for the letter Our second letter is from a female in North Carolina. She writes, Dear Jessica, 
I have been dating the same man for the past three years. We have overcome a lot of our obstacles in this relationship. Long distance, infidelity on his part in the very beginning. I forgave him, but since we have been living together during this pandemic, I am noticing that he does not actually trust me. And the majority of our arguments, big or small, are often based on things that have been done to him by his ex-girlfriends. How do I make him see that I am nothing like they are? How do I convince him that I truly love him and I am loyal to him? Thank you for writing me this letter, female in North Carolina. I think we have all been there, right? We've all been with someone who did not trust us, even though our intentions were great and pure. And, you know, you go through all these hoops for this person. You give away a lot of your freedom for this person and they still don't trust you, right? So how do you, I make him see I am nothing like that. Only way that you can do that female in North Carolina is to continue to let your actions speak for themselves. Um, How do you convince him that you truly love him and that you are loyal to him? I'm going to say this. If you have to convince anybody, you know what I'm saying? You got to convince him that you're loyal. You know, that's a red flag. So I'm going to say this. Um, Through the years of my emotional journey. Yep, here we go with that emotional journey shit. (laughs) But through the years, um, I used to be a really angry person. And... It was that crazy cuss you out anger and, you know, didn't give a fuck anger. And I went to therapy. Yes, old Jessica went to therapy. I went and as we started talking, because I did not think I was angry. I thought I was a perfectly well-rounded woman. You know, I was like, I'm not angry. You know, I make sarcastic jokes, but, you know, if somebody crosses me, I'm going to fuck them up, (laughs) you know? And... As I, you know, continued my journey with therapy and acknowledging my emotions, I realized that I was angry and I was angry about a lot of injustices in my life. And there was something that my therapist said to me that really stuck with me. And she said, in the moment when you're fighting with someone, are you fighting with that person or are you fighting with the initial person who triggered that emotion out of you? So I bring this story up to say, maybe he's not fighting with you. He's fighting with his exes and you're just there. Yeah. And I think a lot of the time us women, you know, we've been trained to believe that men are strong. Men don't cry. You know, men, you know, are just these hard granite type of people and the truth is they're not men are very emotional men have very tender hearts and once that heart is broken or hurt or just mishandled in general they harden up themselves and they take it very personal because they themselves have been told you're a man you're not supposed to let anybody get into your heart except for your mama right that's that's you know, the truth. So when you are arguing with him, whether it be small or little, keep paying attention to the things that he says, because I'm really proud of you for, for recognizing that these arguments 
are not about you, that they are actually the things that he wanted to say to his exes. Is it fair to you? No, it's not. But it is a conversation that is worth having with him if you love him. Another thing that I want to point out is, yes, you may love him, but he may be still way too hurt to actually acknowledge your love, your compassion, and your loyalty. And I know you're going to say, well, you know, we waited and da 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 Yeah, you did. But, you know, I talk about this a lot. I believe that when you get out of a relationship, especially if it's full of drama, you need to be out of that relationship at least a year or until you have healed from that trauma because drama relationships yes they're fun to talk about with your home girls and ooh, girl remember when he broke the window of my car remember when I cheated on him with you know it seems like it's fun but it's not normal and it is traumatizing and it can stick with you as you are experiencing a lot of the relationships that we have in our lives that's why we have relationships is to find out what is our normal and unfortunately for him he didn't find a lot of normal he found a lot of abnormal probably women cheating on him women lying to him probably stealing you know because that shit seems to be rampant these days as well so with that being said you may need to have this conversation with him to wake him up this is a wake-up conversation where you say baby i love you i've always loved you i'll always love you but and then you hit him with the good stuff that you feel like these conversations are for other people and that's how you go with it now you can recommend that he goes to see a therapist so he can talk that stuff out but most guys are not comfortable seeing a therapist I'm just going to be honest with you because you got to talk about your feelings and guys don't want to talk about their feelings even though those feelings are manifesting into bad behavior so if he really loves you he may do it and if you if he does therapy with you I would I would do it with him but honestly I would say that you may need to take a break from him because he may be so deep into you know, the scars that's left by his exes that he can't get out of that. And he may end up ruining you. You know what I mean? And I don't mean that in a bad way, but, you know, after a while, a relationship like that, it loses its love. It loses its passion because he's now trying to police you. You know what I mean? And then even if he isn't policing you, it's like these petty ass arguments that we're having. They don't even make sense, but you want to make them make sense. So you start acting different. You know what I mean? And then the vibe is off. And then next thing you know, we're just arguing about whatever the fuck we want to argue about. Because secretly, I'm still upset that you treated me like an ex bitch. Yeah. So that's why I say you may need to take a break. I know we're in pandemic mode and quarantine mode. So this is a really good time for you to journal. This is a really good time for you to journal all your emotions, everything you're feeling, any conversation that you guys have that you feel may be related to his ex, write that, write it down because it may come a time when he may not want to go to a therapist and that journal may be the saving grace of it where he opens this journal and he reads it. I'll never forget. Um, I'm a big prayer. Um, and I had a prayer journal and I was with a particular guy. We ain't gonna say no names, but I used to use this prayer journal every day 
and I would write in it. And for some reason, this particular guy thought that I was writing in my journal to tattle on him, (laughs) you know. And, you know, we had a huge breakup as it goes, you know, young, dumb, and full of that passion. (laughs) So we had this breakup, and, you know, I'm leaving my stuff. I come back to my stuff later. You know me. So I do that, and... I don't come back for my stuff. I say, well, you can throw it out because I'd already had some stuff. And he called me a week later and he said, I'm so sorry. And I said, what? You know, because that wasn't really the vibe we was getting. You know, I was getting the same vibe you were getting. And he, you know, admitted to me that he had read my prayer journal. And he saw that the prayers that I was writing in that journal were more about him his well-being his emotional mental state and they were real prayers that it touched him so much that he realized yes we would never be together but he didn't want to ruin another relationship and it also helped him realize that not everybody is out to get you so I say that to say that journal that you start today it could be the journal that you know, opens his eyes to the fact that he has a good one. He has a loyal one. And he is, he is, you know, very likely going to lose you if he doesn't straighten it up. I hope that my advice has helped. I want you to stay safe. And thank you so much for the letter. Our last and final letter is from a male in Texas who writes, Dear Jessica, I lost my dad to COVID three weeks ago. Do you have any advice? Well, male in Texas, I am really sorry that you are going through this. I know that I have lost someone to it as well. And um, I spoke with their husband and he was very heartbroken because, you know, you can't be with them in their final moments you can't touch them and um you can't view the body usually the body is gone or cremated so I feel you I think this is a very somber time and we need to remember that we are losing people and this isn't a hoax this is real it's very real and it's not a political crisis it is a health crisis. So with that being said, I hope that you are staying safe. I also hope that you are, you know, praying, staying prayed up. I hope that you are around some people who can at least Zoom call you, FaceTime you, make sure that you're okay. And the same with your mom. I don't know if she is still alive or not, but just, you know, make sure that your family, that you're checking in on them and that you guys can actually just be okay. I think the thing with these kind of deaths is that there is absolutely very little closure because number one, it's sudden. Number two, you don't get that last look with them. You know, once you get that last look, it gives you, you know, a little permanence in your mind that they're going to be at a better place and I can move on. But with this, you don't get that. So for the most part, it's like, well, they just left and they never came back. So I want you to allow yourself to feel the grief of that. You know, it's okay to grieve the fact that 
you didn't get to be by your father's side. But I also want you to know that this isn't your fault. So please don't blame yourself. If you could have been cleaner, if you could have been neater, if you could have, don't go through that. Because it is what it is. This is a pandemic. It's an airborne. It comes from droplets. Now it could come through sexual transmission. This is something that we are very ignorant as as Americans, we have no idea what this is. And as a world, we really don't know what it is. So I don't want you to go down a blame shame spiral. I want you to stay strong. And I know you're going to say this is so hard to stay strong. It is it's very hard to stay strong. But I want you anytime you feel like you're missing your dad, I want you to repeat. I've lost the loved one, not the love. I've lost the loved one, not the love. And as you say that, I want you to, in your mind, envision all of the great times that you had with your dad. Even if it's one great time, that's your great time. And it at first will feel like it's breaking your heart, but you need to remember him in that way, in a good place in your heart. And it also keeps that memory alive because sometimes with grief, we just push it down, push it down, and we don't want to remember. And then we may see a picture of him two years from now and break down. And I don't want you to do that. I want you to handle your grief the right way. So cry when you need to, scream when you need to, yell when you need to, break things when you need to, keep a journal, Keep your pastor on speed dial. Keep your mama on speed dial. But the number one thing I want you to remember is that you don't lose their love. You just lost a loved one. And during this time, make sure that you're staying safe. You know, guard your heart, guard your mind. And just remember that you are not alone in this. Well, that's all the time we have. I need your support, Team Grabbit. If you value the free and paid content that I've delivered over the years, please consider subscribing to my accounts or my official website, jessicagrabbit.com today. If you're already a subscriber, now's a great time to use the tip me feature on this Anchor app, as well as the other sites that I have. Send me an Amazon gift card or refer 10 friends that you know that will benefit from my service. Remember, Every contribution, big or small, will ensure that I am able to produce content in the years to come. One day soon, this crazy era of social distancing and hunkering down at home will be behind us. And I'll be back working out at the gym at 6.30 a.m. and camming my regular 10 to 11 a.m. shift. And I know all of you are having fantasies about getting immersed in some of the -the out-of-the-house activities once again. But for now... Every one of us needs alternative ways to escape, and I aim to be that escape. So long, and remember, be good, or be good at it. Until next time, bye.